You need to give me accounting, then. I didn't know you needed counting in. I thought you were a pro. <laughs> we count in every episode of the Geek Syndicate. You've been on it. You know the fucking drill. Oh, man. I don't count shit because I can't fine. be bothered. Fine. <laughs> fine. If that's how we're going to run it, that's fine. not what we're gonna say because i was gonna say good morning geek now it's a completely different podcast <laughs> what's up geekdom it's me it's barrett welcome to another rib tickling spine chilling bone marrow eating i don't know why i said that uh episode of stace and barry in the morning i don't even know why i'm shouting but i feel like i've got to because it's morning if i don't shout you'll still be asleep and you won't hear me I think I am half asleep, if I'm honest. But um, thanks for yelling in my ear, I guess. Right. Wake up, Stace. I'm actually shaking you at the same time. Oh, you bully. Yeah. Oh, I bet everybody can totally hear that I'm definitely being shaken right now. Shaken, but not stirred. <laughs> yeah, how about that? How you doing, Barry? I'm doing, I'm doing fine. Um, my uh, war of attrition with the spiders in my garden is going well. Um, if you've listened to Geek uh, Syndicate, you know that I've um, I declared war on, on spider kind in my garden last week, a couple of weeks ago. So um, yeah, it's, 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 it's going. It's a work in progress. Steve, Steve the cat, apparently hasn't realised he's supposed to kill spiders. Instead, he's taken to killing mice and bringing them into the garden. Oh, that's not helpful. No, no. So I'm not sure. If, I'm not sure if he bought a serial killer. What? Because he, cause he kills the mice, but he kind of then sort of displays them a little bit like Dexter style. <laughs> oh, yeah. that's. I mean, that's just cat behaviour, isn't it? It's just like, look what I brought for you because I sort of love you. Yeah, but he, yeah, but he nails them to the garden fence. That ain't normal. Oh, yeah, that's a bit weird. That ain't normal. Maybe you should take him to like a cat shrink yeah. if such a thing exists. I bet I bet such a thing exists. <laughs> no, I'm gonna teach him I'm gonna teach him a code like Dexter so he only kills like evil mice or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> now I'm starting to worry about mouse society and how many of them are doing horrible things on a daily basis. Uh, no, basically it can all just be summed up with I just need to get out more and experience a bit more of life outside of my office. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I am. Um, I keep joking because I have uh, a similar distaste for spider kind. Uh, I keep joking that I would like to get a house, like a detached house, and just not have like any sort of greenery anywhere near it for like a mile all the way around the house. So like, even if I had a back garden, what I would do is I would like degrassify it, and I would put in you know that squashy floor you get at playgrounds. Yeah. Like. 
yeah, I'd just I'd just cover it in that because then spiders and that wouldn't want to be anywhere near my house because there's no other bugs and things for them to eat. So then I'd be happy and they'd be happy elsewhere. See, on <laughs> the on the flip side of that, what I'd like to do is still get a house, but cover it in loads of like shrubbery and bushes, all the stuff spiders like, and lots of sugar cubes. I don't know what I'd, I I don't know if spiders eat sugar cubes, but anyway, all the stuff spiders like, so they all come into the house. And when they all come into the house, I'll be like waiting by the door and I'll have like a um a white tank top on like Bruce Willis style, like Die Hard. And I'll just have a stick of dynamite and I'll go, surprise, bitches, and then just throw it down and dive out the window as the whole building explodes and I and I take out take out most of spider kind. I mean, I feel like that sounds like it would be cool. Uh but it's a bit of a waste of a house. <laughs> If it takes out that many spiders, it's money well earned as far as I'm concerned. Well, it's your house. You blow it up if you want. <laughs> yeah, I'll it's your up. hypothetical house. <laughs> yeah, I'll blow it up my way, I'll thank you. Would you be all cool and like stroll slow-mo away from the explosion and not turn around and look at it because cool guys don't look at explosions? Not unless there's flaming spiders fly towards me because then I'll be running my ass off. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I feel like that's a distinct risk, actually, now yeah, that I think yeah. about it. And, like, a lot of, like, angry spider relatives chasing you down for, like, John Wick-style revenge. Yeah, playing it out in my head, there's a whole kind of sequel and trilogy here, which isn't going to end well for me. So let's just move on. Let's just let's move away from destroying spider kind. Let's do that. What are we moving on to? <laughs> we are... Come on, look. Just get ready to ramp I'm up. Sorry. Get ready to ramp up the trumpets. I've got this. So uh, first up, we have, or rather Stace has... Saturday morning cartoons. I love those. I could listen to like a whole episode of you just doing different like (laughs) sounds like that. It's awesome. Okay, this is a total tangent already, but have you ever listened to H. John Benjamin's jazz piano album? No. Okay. If for those who don't know who he is, he does the voice of Bob from Bob's Burgers and Archer in Archer. Ah, and, yeah. Uh, okay. He released a jazz piano album, but he can't play the piano, and it's one of the greatest things I've ever heard. Right. Just, I'm not going to say any more. Just look it up. So anyway, Saturday okay. morning cartoons. Ha! Huh. Do you know what happened recently, Barry, in Cartoonland? The final episode of Rick and Morty came out. I mean, yeah, but that's not what I'm going to talk about. Um, oh, damn it! That's what I was hoping you were going to talk about. Okay. Oh no, I'm sure. I'm sure we'll bring up Rick and Morty at some other point during Saturday morning cartoons Good future. Point. Good point. Um, no, I wanted to talk about series four of BoJack Horseman, which dropped. It actually dropped quite a few weekends ago, and I put the whole thing in my eyes within two days um, because of assholes on the internet spoiling things for me. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, people are rude, man. Are rude. I don't know if I like this uh, this thing of Netflix just dropping like a whole series of a thing at once, especially when there's like 20-odd episodes, because it's like, come on now. Not all of us have got an entire day to just sit and watch that the instant it drops. But anyway, this isn't a Netflix rant. This is a BoJack Horseman horn tootery, uh, because <laughs> it's so good. Have you ever watched any BoJack Horseman? I think... Bojack is another Rick and Morty for me, and by that, what I mean is the first mm. time I I tried to watch Rick and Morty, um, I just I couldn't get into it, and I didn't see what the fuss was about, and I kind of went away from it for 
a significant amount of time. Um, mm-hmm. I think it was probably after the first two, um, see, cause it's, cause it's three seasons of Rick and Moore, isn't it? The three? Yeah. yeah. Um, and by the time I got, I came back to it, both seasons were out. So I was able to sort of binge the first two seasons and really enjoyed it. And obviously season three has been out, which I enjoyed. Um, and I think Bojack is going to have to be the kind of same for me because I watched, I think, the first sort of three, four episodes and mm. I, I kind of enjoyed it, but I, at the same time, it just I just wasn't really feeling it. Yeah, I can understand that. Like, Rich and I started watching it, I think it was between series two and three. Um, and it was, we only stuck with it because it was literally in, you know, that period of the year where all the stuff you're currently watching has stopped and nothing new has started yet. (laughs) And you're like, oh no, what do I do? Shall I rewatch Seinfeld for the 50,000th time? Or (laughs) So we decided to watch um, Bojack Horseman. And um, I will admit, I think it took a good half a series for it to really hook me. Like, it was good enough that I didn't feel like I was wasting my time watching it, but it hadn't hooked me until like the later half of the first series. Um, But you may or may not have heard me shitting an absolute brick at the end of uh, Series 3 last year. Or was it earlier this year? I forget. Um, because uh, a character in it sort of came out as asexual. Right. And then Series 4 has just been so amazing. And it's like, it's really hard to describe this without trying to, like, without turning people off. But I think Bojack Horseman is possibly one of the best representations I've ever seen of grief and depression and addiction and um dealing with like trauma and loss um and learning about sexuality and stuff whilst being like mega funny like really laugh out loud funny um and it just it doesn't for me you know how much i love rick yeah. and morty like completely absurd styles like bojack horseman series four for me is like is like a millimeter behind rick and morty <laughs> that's how good it is oh okay it's so good you see i what i realized this, this is a moment of clarity that i had which which is probably why i will go back to watch um bojack horseman because rick and morty i know i'm sort of because I need to talk about it. Rick and Morty kind of had a, had a bit of a moment of clarity. So you know the episode where it was the kind of anthology of all the different Rick and Mortys and it was all different stories, yes. um, which I thought was brilliant, especially the training day one. Um, I There was a point in that training day one, and I can't remember, I think it's right at the end. I don't want to say anything because I don't want to spoil it, but it's the conclusion of that. And then something else that happens in there. Well, I suddenly realised that this is what they mean by an adult cartoon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And no matter how many times someone says to you, you're watching an adult cartoon, in your mind, there's still a part of you that thinks, I'm watching a cartoon, therefore, I shouldn't be watching this. I should be, a, if I'm watching this, I should be a kid. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah. Um, and even though there's like adult stuff in there, like, you know, um, from a violence point of view, it's very comedic violence and the swearing. You kind of go, yeah, okay, but that that's kind of part and parcel, isn't it? It's all a little bit risque. Mm. But um, that episode I watched, and some other stuff that's happened in, in all of the Rick and Morty, all the Rick and Morty seasons, to be honest, made me just realise that actually 
it, this actually is a cartoon for adults, as in it deals with adult themes, sometimes in a comedic manner, but, you know, it deals with real adult themes. And I think that's where I struggled with Project Horseman and Rick and Morty first time around, because I needed to kind of tune my, my mind into that. Mm-hmm. It might help having sort of tuned your mind into Rick and Morty then, because I think Bojack is possibly a bit more um, adult than Rick and Morty in the sense of the stuff that it covers. Um, I'm really scared. I don't want to spoil anything, because even though it's been out a few weeks, um, it's just so good that I feel like people need to see it. But there were were three separate episodes that, that full on made me cry. Um, properly cry as well, not just like a little tear in my eye, like proper somebody hand me a Kleenex. Um, and there was one episode which was based around a lady with Alzheimer's trying to remember something from her past. And it was probably one of the best episodes of anything like ever, but in like an absolutely heart wrenching way. And then it had jokes and I was just like, this show is blowing my mind. Um, yeah, I can't, <laughs> I can't recommend it enough, but I do think it is one of those ones. It's annoying because it's not a show that you can just pick up from series two, even though series two is where it really gets good. Like, yeah, yeah, power through series one. It definitely gets better towards the end of series one, but like it just okay. keeps getting better. And better, and from like an asexual point of view as well, like having Todd be not just ace, but also he's actually used that word like in the show several times, and he goes to asexual meetups, and I was just like, this is literally the first time in anything that I've heard people say it, because there are a lot of characters you could potentially say are like coded that way, the same way people sometimes mm-hmm. say like, oh, in my head this character is gay because it's never been yeah. explicitly said that they are not gay and you've never seen them do sexy things with, you know, the same or the opposite sex. So, like, it's actually really nice to just see, like, a character openly being themselves. It's really good. Yeah. yeah. I put all of my thumbs up, not in a sexy way. <laughs> okay, well... I, <laughs> well... <laughs> okay. Um, I will... Uh, now I would definitely go back to it and give it another go, mm-hmm. and I will I will report back on my findings. Good, good, good. Um, it's me now, isn't it? It is. So it is now time for um, what's it time for? It's time for pick of the fortnight. <laughs> <laughs> so my pick of the fortnight is actually a it's a film Ooh. um maybe it, it made it sound like i was about to do mime then it's a film <laughs> five words um, it is a film <laughs> yeah film two words first word the <laughs> well done oh, excellent <laughs> But yeah, this this film's actually been out for um, a little while. Actually, it's, it came out in twenty fourteen, oh. um, but I only recently watched. I watched it last week on Netflix, and mm. I have to say, when I put it on, I think I was doing something else in the background. I thought, yeah, you know, this is on Netflix. I'll just stick it on, you know, whatever. And after about sort of five minutes in, I stopped what I was doing, sat down watched the whole film and then went back and watched several sequences again and again. One sequence in particular I've probably watched about 10 times now. Um, 
one thing I will say before I tell you what this film is called is when you watch this film, you will never, ever, ever look at home base in the same way. <laughs> I think I have a feeling of what you're about to say, but go on. So the film is uh, called The Equalizer. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> have you seen it? Uh, yeah, it's yeah! so good. <laughs> it's so good. Why is no one talking about it? I don't know. Me and Rich have watched it like two or three times and every time oh we're just God. like, yeah! It is so good. I literally got to the end of that film, um, rang Dave, and then Dave said to me how good it was. I was like, you've seen it? And he was like, yeah. I was like, why is no one fucking talking about this film? <laughs> and it's like, don't get me wrong, I, I love the John Wick films, right? But I'm sorry, for me, this is as good as the John Wick films. Oh, yeah, um, Absolutely. So I, I generally, I don't know why no one's talking about it. It's so good. So for people who don't know, The Equalizer was a TV series back in the day which starred Edward Woodward, which I used to watch as a kid and really liked it. And he was this sort of ex-intelligence agent guy who, um, instead of like just taking early retirement, decided to use his skills to kind of help people. So he was kind of a little bit like a one-man A-team with like Crosswood Bond. Um, and the show was good. You know, it was good for its time and stuff like that. So when they said they were going to do this sort of reboot, I was a bit kind of, for the movies, I was a bit, oh, really? Um, but then they said it was going to be Denzel Washington. I was like, I do like Denzel. I like a bit of Denzel. But it kind of still wasn't really on my radar because of the whole TV to film thing, um, which doesn't necessarily have a very good history. But not only was it faithful to the TV show in, in a lot of ways, it also was its own thing. And in some ways, the... the I think probably part of the reason why it didn't do as well as it could have done um, is the fact it was called the Equalizer. Um, yeah, it uh, it doesn't. It's not catchy. <laughs> you know. Well, no. It, I think it's because if you know the TV series, you've just got in your head that oh, this is just a reboot, and automatically we know something's a reboot. It's it's got further to climb. Whereas if yeah. I think they just called it, I don't know, DIY DIY man or um, Matt. <laughs> Man from home base or something, man kicks ass from home base. Then, Captain you know, home Captain Home Base. Um, <laughs> but I tell you, I, I couldn't believe how good this film was. And it's the fact that for the first half of the film, it feels like you're watching a drama. It doesn't feel like you're watching an action movie. It mm. feels like you're watching one of these weird dramas where some weird, where some bloke who works in a um, DIY store befriends the local prostitute and they become friends and read books together. Do you know what I mean? It's, it, and then all of a sudden, you're like, oh, oh, no, it's not like that at all. He's actually quite a badass and quite ruthless and quite violent. <laughs> um, just, ah, oh, I can't say enough good things about this film. Um, I think I might be do a rewatch of this, if oh, I'm honest. So yeah. you, you, you should. And, the, um, and what I quite liked about the film was, when you watch like John Wick, and I'm comparing it, but John Wick's got a lot of gunplay, a lot of flashy action, and, and everyone sort of says that John Wick's quite realistic in its gunplay. But what I liked about this is that this film's actually, I, I, it came across as quite realistic to me because there's not mm -hmm. a lot of, he's not like jumping out of windows, there's not loads of explosions and stuff, but he just doesn't fuck about. Yeah. It's, it's just, a, there's no other way to put it. He don't fuck about. There's no, I'm gonna have all. I'm, not, I'm gonna do all these flyery roundhouse kicks in you. I'm just gonna like punch you in the throat with a corkscrew, because because why wouldn't I? Yeah. <laughs> <Do you laughs> <know what> I mean? 
<laughs> I love the idea of like home base. That for most people, it's like, hmm, what paint colour do I want for my living room? But then for a certain kind of mind, it's just like, what can I kill you with? <laughs> it's yeah. so good. And apparently, you can kill you can kill people in a lot of many inventive oh, yeah. and fun ways in your local home base. <laughs> Jeez, all I'll say is Bob Bob Dwyer <laughs> and Bob Dwyer and Gravel. Who knew? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that that film is so badass. Yeah, and also as well from a musical point of view, I mean, music's really good in it. But in the sort of the sort of climax scene where they kind of come after him in, in home base. It's not home base in, but in the film, but it is. Um, they, they're playing the sound, the soundtrack plays this piece of music and basically, and I've, you can get it on Spotify and it's called vengeance. I can't remember who it's by now. Um, and the lyrics go, um, you're going to die alone and then I have vengeance. And it just keeps, and it's the same lyric. They just keep singing it over and over again as they're trying to find like Denzel Washington. He's taking them out one at a time. It is the, one of the best uses of a piece of music I've ever heard. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I love um, I love when when a soundtrack gets it right because it's yeah so noticeable when a soundtrack gets it wrong. I was flicking channels the other day and flipping Amazing Spider-Man Two came on and that weird like electric guitar insuency spider thing was happening and I was just like nope, <laughs> turned it over immediately. What a fucking weird film that is. Yeah. Also, whilst I'm whilst I'm still talking, because I can't, I can talk about the Equalizer for the next two hours. Um, awesome, awesome, awesome bad guy, proper villain. Yeah. Who's not stupid? Um, who's in many ways as clever as obviously not quite as clever, but as clever as um, Denzel Washington's character in it, mm-hmm. and even even his underlings. Are like you know the in the in the sort of last sequence where they go after him. These are like proper special forces guys. They're not just like exposable extras. Yeah. And he has he has to work quite hard to take them out. Do you know what I mean? Mm. No, awesome. Yeah. Awesome. I, I wholeheartedly second your endorsement of this movie. I'm gonna get t-shirts made saying like you know what I mean I, I love the Equalizer. <laughs> See this film or or I'll equalize you. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. I know, I don't care. I'm that I'm that excited. I don't care. Oh, that's so sweet. That's adorable. I know. Why haven't I, I told know. you about this movie? I feel like a bad friend. I know. What the hell? <laughs> I'm so sorry. Now that I think I'm, about I'm, it, I know you would love this movie. Why would I not mention it to you? Genuinely, I want everyone who's seen this film to email me with a 200 word no a 2000 word essay on why they felt the need not to tell me about this film or a photograph of you slapping yourself in the face <laughs> yeah I, I'll, I'll take either otherwise i'm gonna come and see you and i'm gonna be wearing a home base apron that's all i'm saying <laughs> on that note we, you need to calm down <laughs> i know that's my cosplay that's gonna be my cosplay i'm gonna rock up to a comic commission just in a home and not just in a home base apron yeah no please weird. put something else on underneath <laughs> <laughs> i'm naked i'm naked equalizer bitches i'm here to equalize you nope yeah. nope okay make sorry. that image go away <laughs> sorry <laughs> can't slush in your brain it's like uh no go on <laughs> okay right that's that's me done oh dear 
Hey, shall we uh, shall we move on to a, a slightly new sexy segment? Shall we do yes a little bit of trailer talk? <clears throat> that one got away from me a bit there. <laughs> yeah, that had a bit of a somber edge to it, didn't it? <laughs> well, the thing <laughs> is, I had to pay deference to the trailer that we were going to talk about. Because holy right. moly. <laughs> so, why don't you tell the good folks the trailer that we're going to discuss? Okay, well, the first thing I want to do before I say that is ask, are we going to spoil this trailer? Because I know there are people that don't want to watch it before the movie. So, I need to give fair warning. <laughs> I think we need to give fair warning because it's going to be quite... Otherwise, okay. it's going to be a really short chat. Up then, you know... <laughs> It was good or it was bad. That looks good. All right. So if you don't want spoilers for the trailer for Star Wars The Last Jedi, do a wee little skip a couple of minutes into the future. Whip, whip. Okay. That's enough warning, I think. So, Barry, what were your thoughts? I'm intrigued to know your thoughts on this Um, trailer. I I love the bit where Luke... Um, there was a lot. They sent a lot of stormtroopers after Luke, and he was working in home base, and he was wearing a home base apron, <laughs> and then pulled out a lightsaber from that he made from some hardware stuff. Sorry, I'm, I'm still still. It was my favourite bit when uh, when Ray got the um, staple gun and was like just yeah. stapling people's faces. Yeah, that's yeah. my awesome. favourite awesome. part. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so um, none right. of that happened. <laughs> none of that happened. Um, right. So it's weird, right? Because mm-hmm. I watched the trailer and I instantly thought to myself, this is what's happened. I've become spoiled. Right. Because what? when I saw, I, I tell you, when I saw the trailer for um, Force Awakens, I remember literally spending hours online talking to people about it because I was so excited. Mm-hmm. And I watched this trailer and I was excited. But at the same time, I was kind of like, oh, yeah, cool. It's, yeah, it's it's... You know, it's the new Star Wars trailer. Cool. Yeah, I'll check that out. And I didn't have that same excitement level that I had for Force Awakens, and I don't really know why, because actually, in many ways, this is a much was a much better trailer. Yeah. So... Yeah. Hmm. Um, I wonder whether the bar has been set higher for this one because of Force Awakens and... um. You know, that other one with Gina so in it that's losing me for the moment. What oh, is the title of that movie? One. There you go. Um, yeah, I think, I don't know whether the bar has been set so high by those two that now I'm just like, hmm, where can The Last Jedi go? <laughs> yeah. I'll admit, I wasn't going to watch this trailer originally because I know I'm going to see this movie anyway. Yeah. Like, it's a Star Wars movie. I'm going to see this in the cinema probably opening weekend probably yeah. more than once so like i, ha- I wasn't gonna watch it because i'd rather be a bit more surprised but I think it doesn't give too much away because i know that's a complaint that a lot of people have about a lot of trailers lately is that they'll show you things from like the literal end of the movie and you're like what are you doing what are you doing trailer mm. um whereas this one had like a lot of moody shots and then a lot of action shots and then it was like okay you know star wars um, but I wonder whether that's why I wasn't too excited about it. It's because it just looked very Star Wars, like it didn't look any different. I don't know what I was expecting. <laughs> yeah, and I think you're right, actually. And I think props to the, the people who have done the trailer, because 
um, my problem with a lot of, with modern trailers these days is they're effectively um, mini movies. So you, you almost get the beginning, middle of the end of the film in the yeah. trailer. Whereas this one, um, like you said, it, it was there's a there's a kind of narrative thread running through it, but you can kind of tell it's been chopped mm -hmm. around a bit. So you don't really get a sense of what the story actually is, um, which I think is really good. Um, but you're right, it, it, it looks like a Star Wars film. There's, there isn't really anything else I can say. And it, it hits a lot of those sort of Star Wars, you know, you've got the Millennium Falcon, you know, flying through like narrow spaces, this Jedi shit going on, you know, you know, if you, you know, lots of things exploding. And it makes it sound like I didn't enjoy the trailer. I did. I, I, I did. I really enjoyed the trailer. And to see, looking at the real positives as well, to see Luke Skywalker now effectively in the Yoda position, mm -hmm. I just think I, I can't believe I've been around long enough to get to that stage in my life to yeah. see that. And his mechanical hand looks you know. boss. It looks so good. It, it looks does, so it? real. Like, I was like, that doesn't... <laughs> Look at it move. It only like even slightly twitches at yeah. one point. And I was like, bah, that's amazing. <laughs> that is some good effects, guys. And I have to say, my favourite part, I can't believe I'm saying this, because this is the man who hates Ewoks with a passion, <laughs> right? Yeah. But I have to say, the little the little dude thing on, on um, the Millennium Falcon dashboard, is it, they call is it, it a, I think it's called a Pogue Pogue, or something. Pogue, Pogue, yeah, something like yeah. that. I don't know. <laughs> we said Pogue. It's called Pogue. <laughs> Pogue. That would be so awesome. <laughs> 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 Chewy and Paul in the Millennium Falcon, that would be awesome. <laughs> I've got to say, I know people don't like, didn't like it or whatever, I thought he, she, whatever the fuck it is, was mm -hmm. awesome. Yeah, I love the Ewoks anyway, um, so I, I just love anything that's adorable and furry. That's why I married Rich. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> anything stood out for you? Uh, the, I really liked whatever the piece of music was that they were using in that trailer. It was all, like, stringy build-up and then awesomeness, and I was like, yep, I'll take that. <laughs> I would like to see a little bit more of Finn. I mean, geez, it's like he's out of Well, I was going to say, Finn and Poe you barely see, and I'm pretty sure... Um, yeah. Luke does most of the talking in the trailer, doesn't he? There's not... And, and uh, what's his chops, you know, sad face man? What's he got, for fuck's sake? Kylo Ren. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, Kylo Ren's sad, sad You know, he just always man. looks a wee bit emotional, doesn't he? Um, yeah, yeah, he... Yeah. I think they're Bless the only him. two that... Oh, no, Ray has, like, a line. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, but um, yeah. No, I, I am, I'm gonna see it. Like, regardless, even if that trailer had just been like, I don't know, a minute's worth of a steaming shit on a plate, I'd have been like, yeah, I'll still see it. <laughs> 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 I'll go see it. Star Wars, isn't it? The Last Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> we'll watch anything. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm gonna be there opening weekend. I think. Probably drinking cocktails mm. and uh, enjoying myself. Yeah. It'd be good. I'm excited. Yeah, I am. I, yeah, I'm, I am. I'm really looking forward to it, actually. And it doesn't look like it's going to be devoid of action, though, does it? Because there's a lot of pew pews. Yeah, and... yeah. yeah. pew pews. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I call um, Star Wars space fights because it's just like pew 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 pew. <laughs> so it just goes on for ages. Pew pew. <clears throat> also, as well, it looks like we're getting 
my favorite thing in films and that's some training sequences i love people getting trained <laughs> and the fact that the fact luke's going to be doing it awesome. <laughs> awesome oh do you think there'll be a proper training montage Ooh, oh. it takes a montage montage <laughs> i flipping hope so <laughs> even rocky had a montage <laughs> <laughs> on that note we've talked for too long yes so we should uh we should shut it but hey yeah. that was uh did we say what episode this was what episode is it nope. is it is it seven <laughs> i don't know I feel like it might be seven. Let's say seven. Let's we're, say seven. We're so good at this. That was episode seven of Stace and Barry in the morning. Morning. <laughs> um, if you want to get in touch with us, you can do us a tweet at Stace and Barry, or you can drop us an email at Stace and Barry at gmail dot com. Uh, or alternatively, you could I don't know, just like go to Birmingham and be like Stacey into the air and see if anybody answers you. It might be me. It might be a different Stacey. Who knows? Or um, if you want to come and see me, you can uh, drop by the local home base store in Northampton. <laughs> but if you're Russian mobsters, don't. Just yeah. don't. Barry's going to be doing his second one-man show. Rum Tum Tucker goes apeshit in home base. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he is. Rum yeah, Tum Tucker Terror. <laughs> Rum Tum Tucker colon Terror at Home. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd watch that. So would I. I don't even know what Rum Tum Tucker is, but I would watch it. It's me unleashing terror in home base. Is, is it just you be- unleashing terror because you're wearing nothing but a home base apron? Yeah, pretty much. Is that Can what you, you call your penis? <laughs> no. Right, let's get out because it's, 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 just, it's just going going downhill now. Going I've gotten delirious with sleep deprivation. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Have a good Saturday, everybody. Smoochies. Bye all.